you're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. I am your host, Amanda Aaron, Soul Guide at Soul Yoga Retreat. I invite you to take a breath for your body, mind, and soul. Retreat from the mind movies. Break away from stress and anxiety. Root down and ground yourself into Pachamama, Mama Earth. Join me for a journey to live from our highest selves. Through ritual and ceremony, we create sacred space together. We hold space. We create a safe container to evolve. This podcast is a space where I authentically share my journey, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It is a space where I guide the modern mystic mama to reconnect with Mama Earth. Honoring the turn of the wheel, we use plants, astrology, and kundalini yoga to break old belief systems to move towards soul-level transformation. By uniting body, mind, and spirit, we become present, enjoying each moment fully, and embodying our highest selves. Welcome to this space. Welcome. If you haven't already heard on a beginning podcast episode, I have been recording these um, first few podcasts, uh, with the exception of one. I record while I'm in the bathtub, and it just occurred to me that this is like, this is like somatic you know, throat chakra therapy to be able to, you know, somatic um, meaning um, like touch, I guess, you know, I don't actually know what it means, but to me somatic means like something you experience in the body. So somatic, um, you know, writing, for example, which I just learned about earlier this week, how somatic writing is different than um, like other forms of kind of free thought, free flow journaling is uh, means that it needs to be with either before or during tuning into the body. So whether that be breath work or physical movement or dance or shaking or um, kundalini or yoga or stretching you know, something that we are um, incorporating the physical body and then going to write. So one writing prompt was, you know, tune into parts of your physical body and write as if it were that part of the body speaking to you. Like, um, oh, I always take, uh, take and hold stress in my shoulders uh, and my back and so my shoulders and my neck are kind of like upper back shoulders and so if I were to journal um, you know tuning into that physical area of my body it would be considered somatic journaling and what they spoke about with somatic journaling kind of made me realize well, what I do here with my podcast is like somatic, yeah, throat chakra therapy that there's no other real word that I have to describe it. Like 
vocal musings therapy, I guess, something like that. Um, and and so that's exactly what I do by recording uh, a podcast while in the bathtub. And my bathtubs are like very, very hot, plus a usually, almost always, have a shot of whiskey. Um, no, I used to do honey whiskey, but for the last two or three years, um, I've been drinking spiced rum. So it's like almost 50% alcohol content, and even with like half a shot or a full shot, just kind of sipping it slowly in the 20 minutes while I clean the bathtub, bathroom, fill up the bathtub, brush my teeth, brush my hair. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm usually pretty drunk by the time I actually get in the tub. Plus it's like super hot and I, I feel the exact same, um, sweating kind of purge of toxins of the body from a really hot bath as I do hot yoga. I used to love hot yoga. Um, and then I moved to a place where it just wasn't really accessible location wise. Um, but I found Kundalini instead, and also, you know, Kundalini is just this, like, ah, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional cleansing. That's how I would describe it, just very all-encompassing. And so to come to these podcast episodes with no schedule, no notes, um, you know, flowing from the, the juiciness that is raw, honest Amanda is, um, like the most feminine flow thing I think I've ever done. Um, that and writing a book, you know, just really not having a rigid schedule and, um, allowing that that time to be whatever time I have to put towards it <clears throat> and just calling it beautiful and loved so there is an exercise that I've committed myself to until December um, for a somatic writing exercise in the half hour um, Instagram live <clears throat> between my favorite Meg um, and her guest, a lady named Kimberly. Oh my God, Kimberly was talking about all these facts <clears throat> and all these studies done around writing and how it changes your cognitive processing and your neural, neural pathways in the brain. And one study that she had talked about was um, with a group of people who identified with being lonely or depressed. <clears throat> and after the study was done, I think it was maybe three months or 60 days, something like that, 60 days, 90 days, um, after the study was done, they all, all of them said they felt better about their quality of life. Um, you know, whether that was less lonely or less depressed. And the only thing they did every single day to be in this study was write down gratitude affirmations. 
just any little thing that was around them in the room, something that happened during the day, um, anything that they had gratitude for that they were grateful for. <clears throat> and so this, you know, physically writing down these gratitude uh, affirmations changed their brain wiring, essentially, to lead more fulfilling quality lives just by changing your perspective. And uh, one thing they talked about that I totally have struggled with in the past is, okay, well, so say, you know, I want to see myself in a different light, so I, I have all of these fantastical affirmations that I write about myself, but I don't identify with any of them. And in fact, I feel like writing down these affirmations that I've chosen is a lie because they're too out there and I can't you know I can't really envision them actually happening I'm not I'm not there yet and one thing that Meg mentioned is is that happens to her a lot that's been her experience is when it's too far away from reality it's um, unrelatable and so these self-affirmations, you know, choose something that is realistic. Like not saying like, oh, downplay your goals or whatever, but, you know, choose something like one or two levels above where you are and just, you know, imagine that, embody that when you're writing those affirmations down on the page. Um, and so the affirmations that I have chosen from now to the, well, Christmas, is um, I trust my husband, I ask for help when I need it, and I assume the best. So one thing that has constantly come up since I've had a baby is just Oh, man, just, like, realizing how raw, emotionally raw I was during, um, you know, that first year of postpartum and COVID and just so anxious. Like, the first, the first, like, five or six months were incredibly anxiety-ridden for me. I just you know, because I didn't go out of the house often, I just had no idea, like, what am I supposed to do, where am I supposed to walk, what, how, how am I supposed to interact with people, do I wear a mask, not wear a mask, gloves, no gloves, no gloves, like, what happens if somebody walks closer than two meters to me, do I, you know, freak up and back away, or, or what, what do you do, you know, how, how are you supposed to engage in, in the public world around you with this, this thing, this COVID. And so, um, yeah, just realizing like how impressionable I was in that first year and just not using my voice and just, you know, wanting to please my husband, doing everything that he said and not, um, you know, by nature, my husband and I are very opposite. Um, but the best you know, the best, say, best practices in life that we find 
are always a compromise in the middle between um, my opinion and his opinion. And I, I honestly just got so meek and stopped sharing. Um, I had ordered a book, Women Who Run With The Wolves, for my 30th birthday. So Forrest was four months old. And um, I didn't start reading it until maybe December. Um, and then like January, February, then I kind of fell off the track after Jonathan um, was home full time on February 10th. So I really didn't get very far, like maybe six chapters in or something like that. And oh my god this book just called to me like woman be wild like roll on your back with your belly exposed on the grass like show your full joy in your experience show your full anger in your experiences um you know have no guilt for needing to retreat needing alone time like what is your home base and how often do you really come back to that um was i think the last really impressionable story um that i remember reading about the selkie the these women um seals who in the light of the full moon shed their seal skin and dance as women on this rock in the in the ocean and um, this one man is just so lonely and he watches these women dance naked and thinks for sure okay that's how i'm gonna get a woman so he goes he swims out he steals her skin hides it away uh when all of her other companions leave she finds she can't return to them to the ocean and he shows up, um, you know, knight in shining armor, here, I'm here to save you, but, um, you know, here's the deal, you live with me for a year, and then I'll show you where your skin is, and you can return to your sisters, and of course he doesn't, they have a kid together, and um, the kid has never been out to the ocean at all, always kept in the woods, in the forest, and, um, years go by and she is just drying up you know she needs to return to her home her home base and um just to you know bring that 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 moisture that softness to her skin and her bones and her um, attitude and you know she hasn't gotten out of bed for days and she's withering away because she, her husband won't won't give her skin back to return to the ocean and the skin calls to the child for help <clears throat> and so the child uh, you know innocently enough kind of wanders out of the house is just mesmerized by this skin calling to her or him can't remember if it's girl or boy kid um, brings it home for mama mom gets the skin gets to the water she is revived um but the husband of course dad is is furious and you know she doesn't return and her kid can't live in the water with her and the kid stays with the dad on the land something like that it just so spoke to me of like oh yeah like oh in postpartum like I barely left the house I was I had barely any alone time I 
you know, from one reprimand, quote unquote, how I perceived it as a reprimand uh, from my husband, I felt like I could not spend any additional second by myself in the bathroom or anywhere doing anything. If I said, I'll be right back, that meant, you know, boom, up the stairs, grab the thing, boom, down the stairs. Not open the window, change my clothes, do my hair, come back. It was like immediate, mom is always needed to be present with the baby. And that was really stressful. And I think not standing up for myself in that moment was, um, well, sent me back a couple of years because now Forrest is almost two and a half. And I'm just now discovering, you know, the discontentment, the dis, un, the unsatisfaction in my life is because of my choices, is because of my meekness, is because I am not showing up, I'm not being a wild woman, I'm not sharing my voice, I'm not asking for what I need. And, um, you know, just so simple, like, hey, can I use the other sink? Or, um, you know, asking Jonathan, hey, can you turn the fan down a little bit? You know, Forrest is on my lap. And all those little things, I just stopped asking because of the sarcastic rejection that I would frequently receive. And so, you know, this is in the last year, something that Jonathan has really attuned to because he's seen... um, the response in me, distancing, totally distancing, like, I just feel for parents because it's, like, so hard to keep your relationship connected with a new baby. It's so much easier to just put it off, and um, it's just not the fullness of life that we desire to experience, and so the change has to come, the change must come, I have to make mistakes, I have to try new things, I have to strike out on my own, I have to ask for help, I have to be vulnerable, I have to look for Jonathan to support me in the ways that I need it, even though those ways are his weakest point in expression, such as romance, such as date night, such as a quality time that's not riping and nagging on each other about the ways that we haven't progressed yet in our spiritual growth. Um, and touch, touch is, a, is such a big one, you know, I could just cuddle up to all my friends and, you know, be hugged all day long and that would fill my cup so much but I don't have that many people around me every day I have my husband and I need to be vulnerable and ask him to support me in the ways that I need God, I didn't realize this was really going to bring um, bring me to tears. <sighs> God. 
so before we're there yet, I have taken it upon myself to make myself feel seen first. Be my own community. What does that look like? Well, I do try harder. <laughs> try harder than usual to wake up before my kid so that I can get those alone times in the bathroom and care for myself, brush my hair every day, do my hair every day. Um, more frequently, put on makeup when it's only me at home, put on my jewelry, oh god, just be a fucking goddess, you know, choose my clothes in a sensual way, um, I stopped wearing a bra as much as I can and feel comfortable with, so obviously, I mean, not maybe not obviously, but when I go into the office two days a week, I do still wear a bra, a padded one, let me point that out, um, but just to feel wholly alive in my body for no other reason than because I enjoy my own body. I enjoy the experience of seeing myself, putting myself out there to be seen. And the last thing that I've um, been doing as frequently as I can, sometimes it's only two times a day, sometimes I do a little bit more, is hug myself. And my self-talk has changed so dramatically during that hug. I'm like, oh girl, you are seen, you are loved, you are held, you are enough, you're perfect. You're exactly where, you're exactly where you're meant to be. And so, this is my seeing of myself. It's a drawing out of my spirit to say, you're safe, goddess, in this moment. You're safe to express yourself. You're safe to ask for what you need. God, and sometimes I just got so frustrated, like, why don't we have the house we envisioned already? Why don't we have the dog? Why don't we have the big garden? Like, were those opportunities that we missed? But I can clearly see there's an opportunity before us that is urgent. Like, Amanda, wake up. Like, just shine your light. Be seen. Allow yourself to be seen. Well, I hope that spoke to your heart and encouraged your heart as much as it did mine. I think that's about all I can continue for the moment. And, um, yeah, something recent that my husband and I both decided to do is limit our screen time to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays only, and particularly um, I've limited myself to until 3 p.m. So when I'm off work, okay, sometimes until I get home at the end of the day, I that that is my Instagram time, and I just found, you know, having this intentional three-day limit is um, just creating some, well, beautiful um, creations, beautiful posts, just genuine posts and genuine stories and 